Coming up on today's message with Pastor Johnny. You see, people will change how they talk to you. Then they'll change how they talk about you. And then they will stand by and do nothing while people do you wrong. But even with all of that betrayal, Jesus willingly gave himself and he knew what was going to happen, but he still continued with his mission. So how do we handle betrayal, church family? Amen. Let's get into the word. Today's message is going to come from the gospel according to Matthew, uh, the 26th chapter, going to be reading verses 14 through 30. Again, that is the gospel according to Matthew, the 26th chapter, uh, verses 14 through 30. The lectionary calls to read all the way to chapter 27, verse 66, but uh, for this message today, I'm going to focus on verses 13, or 14 rather, through 30. There are many translations of God's word. Uh, today, I'm going to be reading from the New International Version of God's word. Let's see what it has to say for us today, amen? Hear ye the word of the Lord. Then one of the 12, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, what are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him 30 pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came and asked, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He replied, go into the city to a certain man and tell them, the teacher says, my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after the other, surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, the one who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The son of man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the son of man. It would have been better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is the, my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. 
When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for this opportunity to gather and delve into your word. Lord God, I am but your humble servant here delivering your message at your sacred desk. Hide me behind your cross and let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Is in your son's blessed name, Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. Uh, for the time that we get to share together today, I would like to talk a little bit about betrayal. Betrayal. One of the most painful experiences we will ever face is betrayal. We will be betrayed. We have been betrayed. It's a fact of life that if you've never been betrayed, count yourself blessed, but keep saying good morning. It's bound to happen. There are some infamous traitors in history. Uh, many of them were known for being political spies. And in the United States, this list includes Benedict Arnold, Aldrich Ames, Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, Robert Hansen, and others. Uh, the betrayal of Julius Caesar by his friend Brutus still shocks history students. Other infamous names have emerged more recently, such as Alfred Riddle, uh, an Australian, Austrian military officer who during World War I sold sensitive information about the Austrian army to Tsarist Russia, uh, or Harold Cold, Cole, a British soldier who put, betrayed the French resistance and is considered one of the worst traitors of World War II. And since betrayal is a human theme, a central human theme, a lot of the so-called classical literature is full of it. Uh, there's Iago from Othello, who was Othello's trusted advisor, but hated him secretly and made him think that his wife was having an affair. And in the Count of Monte Cristo, Ferdinand uh, Mondigo falsely accuses his best friend Edmund of treason before having him in prison for 14 years. He also steals Edmund's fiance Mercedes and marries her. Uh, uh, Peter Pettigrew, AKA Wormtail of the Harry Potter books, betrayed Harry Potter's parents uh, uh, to Lord Voldemort and then framed Professor Snape for their deaths. In The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Edmund, the youngest brother, uh, betrays his siblings in all of Narnia for a bag of Turkish delight. And uh, in the Godfather movies, Fredo betrays his brother, Michael Corleone, and almost gets him killed. But before there were historical figures uh, that were traitors or betraying people, and before there were literary figures that were betraying people, there was betrayal in the Bible. Uh, Abraham betrayed Sarah by telling people she was his sister because he was scared he was going to get killed. Uh, Jacob betrayed Esau for his birthright. And then Jacob's uncle Laban betrayed Jacob by tricking him into marrying his older daughter Leah before the one he loved, Rachel. 
Joseph's brothers betrayed him by selling him into slavery. David's son Absalom betrayed him in an attempt to take the throne. Deliah betrayed Samson, uh, and the list goes on and on and on. But in the gospel, according to Matthew, particularly in the passage that I read, we witnessed the ultimate betrayal of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus. He was sold out for 30 pieces of silver by one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. Judas, though, was not the only person to betray Jesus. Uh, Peter and Pilate did, too. Uh, Judas betrayed Jesus for what seemed to be greed, and Peter betrayed Jesus for what seemed to be cowardice. And then Pilate betrayed Jesus for what seemed to be political gain. Judas got 30 pieces of silver for what he did, and, and Peter was able to escape from a crowd that thought he was associated when they figured out that he was the man that had been with Jesus, who they were about to crucify. And Pilate could have stopped the kangaroo court proceedings, but he decided to wash his hands of the situation in order to keep his political ambitions intact. Betrayal is a common theme. At the Passover meal, Jesus knew someone would betray him, and he said so. He said at the meal that one of his disciples would betray him. And all the disciples, one by one, the text says, they asked, Lord, is it me? The only one who did not say, Lord, is it me, was Judas. He actually said, surely not I, Rabbi. Uh, rabbi instead of Lord is a slight difference to some, but a big one when you realize that in the text, uh, Lord means personal relationship and rabbi is a professional title for a teacher. You see, Judas was using outsider language in an insider situation. And, and, and when somebody wants to distance themselves from you, the language will give it away first. Uh, and later in the text, Peter is repeatedly asked if he knows Jesus and he lies three times before the rooster crows. Matter of fact, he even starts cussing to say that he doesn't know this man and, and Pilate washes his hands of the situation. You see, people will change how they talk to you. Then they'll change how they talk about you. And then they will stand by and do nothing while people do you wrong. But even with all of that betrayal, Jesus willingly gave himself. And he knew what was going to happen, but he still continued with his mission. So how do we handle betrayal, church family? Because we've all been betrayed and quiet as it's kept, we've likely betrayed somebody else. Uh, these happens, uh, it, it happens when there are unspoken expectations of someone. And because we haven't had a clear communication with somebody else, they have messed up in our mind because they weren't able to read our mind and know what we would expect them to do. Well, first off, we need to look backward. We need to look backward to Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Jesus endured the ultimate betrayal 
And he did not respond with anger or retaliation. Instead, he willingly sacrificed himself to pay the price for our sins. And so when we face betrayal, we can find comfort in knowing that we have a savior that understands our pain and that his sacrifice gives us hope for eternal life. So we can look backward at Christ's sacrifice on the cross, but we can also look forward. We must look forward to the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. In Revelation 24, 21 and 4, we are promised that a new heaven and a new earth will be there. There will be no more pain, no more tears, no more sorrow. And while we may face betrayal in this life, we can take comfort in knowing that all things will be made right one day. They'll take the good thing and the bad thing and put it together so that it works for our good. And they'll take the bad thing and the good thing and they'll put it together and make sure it works for our good. They'll take the good thing and the good thing and they'll put it together and work for our good. And they'll even take the bad thing and the bad thing and put it together so that it works for our good. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So we can look backward at Christ's sacrifice. We can look forward to the kingdom of God. And then we can look inward. We can look inward and do some self-reflection. You see, it's easy to focus on the other person's wrongdoing and ignore our own faults when betrayed. However, the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We are all sinners needing God's grace. So we have to examine our own hearts and ask God to reveal any areas where we must repent and seek forgiveness. Look backward, look forward, look inward, and then look upward. Look upward towards heaven. In times of betrayal, we may feel alone and abandoned. However, we must remember that God is always with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll stick closer than a brother. And we can find comfort in knowing that our heavenly father loves us unconditionally and will guide us even through the darkest valleys. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table in the presence of my enemies. Look upwards. So look forward, look backward, look inward, look upwards, and then look outward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look outward. Look outward to the whole church and the rest of the world. We may be tempted to withdraw and isolate ourselves when we feel betrayed. However, we must remember that we are a part of a larger community of believers and we are called to love and serve others. Even during our pain, we need to be able to extend grace and forgiveness to others. Now, that forgiveness is not a free pass for anybody to do whatever they want to us and get away with it. 
uh, we still must be wise in how we operate. But when I say forgiveness, I mean that we understand we don't have a heaven or a hell to put anybody else in. They can go with God in another direction. And so as we consider how to respond to betrayal, we must remember that we don't walk alone. Uh, we have a savior who understands our pain, offers us hope and calls us to love and serve others. May we respond to betrayal with grace, forgiveness and steadfast faith in the one who was betrayed for us. Jesus knew that he would be betrayed and pressed forward anyway. And he pressed forward anyway so that all of our sins could be forgiven. This Passover meal became what Christians uh, begin to practice as communion, the Last Supper, uh, the Holy Eucharist. Everybody was invited to the table. And everybody means everybody. All our sins are forgiven based on the work of Christ Jesus at the cross. And because all our sins are forgiven based on the work of Christ Jesus at the cross, we all have an opportunity to come to this table and break bread together. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the doors of the church are open and we invite you to come. Pray with me, please. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. We thank you for the word that went forth, for those who heard it and those who will hear it later, that those who desire to know Jesus Christ and the pardoning of their sins will ask, what must I do to become saved? Lord God, we ask that your Holy Spirit do its holy work through your holy people in your holy church for your holy kingdom. It is in the name above all names, the name of Christ Jesus, we submit this prayer. Amen. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Don't forget to connect with me on social media, Pastor Johnny Simpson Jr. on Facebook, at Pastor J. Simp Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.